Welcome to Seed in the Closet, a curation of testimonial videos designed to remind and reaffirm God's word that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. My name is Veronica Crawford, and I am a child of God who is gracefully blessed to know that he will take you through trials and testimonies and be with you. And I really wanted to share that today. So this is why I'm here now, is to just give you some encouragement as it has been given to me. I wanted to share my story very briefly um, about the trials and the testimonies that God has given me. Um, I recently, in May of last year, 2021, was diagnosed with colon cancer. This occurred just after my father had passed away in March and my mother became ill. Um, taking things on as we often do, I ignored my own health and uh, finally, uh, was struck and realized that I needed assistance. So when I went in to seek that medical help, it was determined that I had colon cancer. Uh, I remember the day very vividly. Um, and though many true prayer warriors prayed for and with me, the day that I was diagnosed with cancer is like none other to me because it was personal it was between me and God at that moment. While I appreciated the prayers of everybody, at that moment, I knew all I needed was him. So on April the 30th, he allowed me to know that I had cancer, but he also allowed me to know that I was not alone and that he was with me. And what that really looks like was the trying of my faith. I have a friend who says, what does that look like? And that's when I knew. I knew how tenderly he loved and cared for me because I asked him, Lord, if you just, I just remember this so vividly, Lord, if you let me have today to cry, to mourn the loss of what I thought was my, a measurement of my health, you give me today and I am going to move forward with the faith that you will heal me in the way you see fit. I took several, several weeks to share this with people. And I finally got to the point where I was comfortable sharing it with people that I could trust. God shared with me to be careful who I shared it with because he knows that I have a propensity for anxiety and that I can sometimes be my own worst enemy. But in those times, he came to me and said, you can tell this person. When I, in my flesh, told myself that I wanted to tell somebody, um, I learned that you should always listen to God because that person told me how they knew so many people who had died of colon cancer. And it was like a dagger to me to just continue that phone conversation with someone who took a moment from me and turned it around and gave no glory to anybody, much less our Father. 
So I learned that lesson during this time. But I also learned to get closer to him and to listen for his voice. A couple of primary things that I did was I used to study um, the scriptures once a day. I started studying twice a day. And I began to write and memorize Psalm 91. Our church had gone through and we had as a theme that um, Psalm 91 is more powerful than COVID-19. And Psalm 91 just resonated when he talked about not only that no plague would come near me, but that he would hide me under his feathers and that he was my place of refuge. So I was looking in the wrong places. I was looking for other people to comfort me. And that's, that's not what it says. It said, he alone is my place of refuge. And so I went to him and every time, every time I went to him, he fed me his word, his promises. It's not when I went to anybody else. I made the determination at the time to not tell my siblings um, because I did not want any more negativity. I did not want my mother to be plagued with any guilt or concern or worry about me. But I only wanted my Heavenly Father, who I knew would take care of me, there. I um, sought, my husband and I sought uh, different facilities and we were trying to make some decisions about what to do. But another thing we consistently did was that every day we took communion because the word of God tells us that in doing so, we show his death until he comes. So we took that time together and it, it now occurs to me that that's something that God needed for us to do to get closer together. And so in doing so, we prayed together every morning intently, not just about the cancer, but about so many other things. And we were opened up to so many other people's needs. And so I just keenly remember all of those days. And every day he would put oil on my tummy and he would say a prayer for me every night before we went to bed. And it wasn't out of some ritual that we did it, but we realized that it was empowering both of us because I could not strengthen him. Only God could. And by our prayers, that's how that happened. But I just really, um, I, I, I think that the Psalms 91, the daily communion and the prayers and just seeking his face every day. I sat right here on this floor and I poured my heart out. On my knees, I laid down, and he read. He gave me scripture. I um, I journaled every day, and I, I had my journal where God just showed me things. And as I read His Word every day, He kept filling me with those thoughts and just helping me to remember, trust Him, believe Him, and He was going to see me through. When we were trying to determine where we should go. I just wanted to not be torn anymore because we were going to Emory. We were going to cancer treatment. And so it was like doubling up the appointments. And I thought, nope, this needs to stop. So I just prayed, Lord, very clearly, I need to not make one step in a direction to the left or the right or where you want me to go. So I need you to show me with 
without a doubt, whether you want me to go to Emory or whether you want me to go to Cancer Treatment Center. And so I chose two people that I had not spoken to in a long time. And I said, if you want me to go to Emory, I need this person to call me, not text me, not just check me on Facebook, but call me. And if you want me to go to Cancer Treatment Center, then I need this person to call me. And I just was going to wait on the Lord. But I got out of my prayer time around 630 in the morning. And by noon, the person who was associated with Cancer Treatment Center called me. And she said, I text you and I'm calling you, but I don't know why you were just on my mind. And I said, you were just used of the Lord. And so I just remember Daniel laying out that fleece before the Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to ask you another question because I know you have made it clear because usually I want some kind of confirmation, but that was a confirmation for me. And I'm just so thankful that he knew that my heart's intent was to do only what he wanted. And though I was fearful of Cancer Treatment Center because I have other conditions, I thought maybe they wouldn't be able to address those. But he took me outside of that comfort level and said, you don't need to trust them anyway. You need to trust me. So that's why you ain't going to Emory. You're going to Cancer Treatment Center because that's out of your comfort zone. So it was just every day, every time, him just showing me day after day after day. And Cancer Treatment Center was the absolute best place I could have been because so many people that I did tell who were positively impacting my life said, this ain't about you. This ain't about you. And I just finally realized at that point, oh, it's not about me. This is so I can encourage others. I share with my good friend that I had a scripture that was placed in my heart early in the year. And, he, and, and I felt like he was saying to me, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. And it kept coming to me and coming to me and coming to me. But then the further in that scripture, he says, and once you've been strengthened, go back to your brothers. And that's what this was about. This was like, once I've been strengthened, go back and strengthen somebody else. Go back and give this testimony so somebody else knows. Go back and help somebody else. This ain't about you. This is about so when someone says, but Veronica, you don't know what it's like to have cancer. Yes, I do. Veronica, you don't know what it's like to lose your daddy, have your mama sick, and then you have cancer. Yes, I do. Veronica, you don't know what it's like. Yes, I do. And God allowed me to say, yes, I do know. And you survive by the word of the Lord and their testimony. And that's how I made it through. That's how I made it through. When I walked through those halls at Cancer Treatment Center, people looked at me and they didn't know who the patient was, but I had to wear a bracelet. And these are the bracelets that I wore. I kept them. I use them as bookmarks now. I put them in my Bible because I don't ever want to forget where he took me from, where he's brought me to. When they told me I'd have chemotherapy, old Vane Veronica came up in there and said, you're going to lose your hair. That's what I said. I mean, he knew I said it. So I thought that, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Even that part of me that attracts most people to me, he said, Mm-mm. no, I let her keep her hair. So through the chemo, I kept my hair. 
It, it's just amazing because when people would come to me, oh, it's your husband. No, it's me. And I, I would show my band. No, it's me. And they would say something. I would say, to God be the glory. So for as many times as I got to give him glory during this time, I will never be able to thank him and praise him enough for that testimony that he gave me in 2021 to share with you and to share with anybody who will listen. I thank you. I thank you for your time. I love you with the love of God and I praise God for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Seed in the Closet. If you have a testimony that you would like to share, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is owner at bowmanmoody.com. It is our prayer that the Lord will bless you and keep you. The Lord will make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord will turn his face towards you and give you peace. Be blessed.